Nerds and losers, it is now time for your weekly podcast from the Naked Man. First, sitting to my left, he currently resides from Taipei and still insists Sucker Punch is a good movie. It's Ben! Sitting to my right, in between viewings of Blade, he occasionally goes out. It's Nathan! Try not to swear so fucking much this week. Hello there. Was <laughs> <laughs> that your Ewan McGregor impression? Yeah, it's, a, uh, is it recording? Yeah, it is recording. That, that's the opening yeah. of the show. Hello from podcast. We are back, back better than ever. Ben had to go on a retreat to learn to be a better, uh, better lover. Um, Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he's come back um, more more caring about the. That's the love guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come more empathetic. Yeah. So he's allowed to um, he's allowed to podcast again by law. Yeah, I was cancelled for a little bit for reasons yeah. unknown, and now now I'm back. Yeah, well, well welcome back. You yeah. didn't really miss anything. Um, yeah, I mean life just went on for like the two or three weeks we were in. Yeah, I did replace you momentarily. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that episode's never going to air because your replacement has also been cancelled. Oh, yeah, yeah, Scott. Scott, man. I don't have weird opinions. Yeah, it is Scott. Scott's just raging uh, racist, actually. Racist and a misogynist. He's Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not allowed back on the Naked Men show, not allowed back on our couch, on our sofa. Is he ever allowed to be naked again? No, no, he has to be clothed. Underneath, he's got just a big sort of chastity belt on now. Mm. It's padlocked, padlocked and coded. Oh, yeah. nice. So, and he's he's not allowed to come it off. Like there is a bail hearing, um, in like six years. Oh, six years. Yes. If he tries to pull it off, it, his dick will explode. Pretty oh. much. Pretty much. So that's it. So everyone, tweet at uh, Scott McLeod. Um, or just find. I don't remember his Twitter handle. Find him on the Rogue Opinions page, and let him know that you're disgusted at how racist and misogynistic he is. Um. Give him ideas of how to remove his chastity belt. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a. Um, do you remember the uh, the Yahoo Answers? Yeah. I reckon there's a Yahoo Answers for removing a chastity belt. <laughs> I bet there is. Podcast idea. Find the best Yahoo Answers responses. That's definitely already been done, but we could do it. We're not. Yeah. We're not above stealing content. We're not original. Nope. Nothing original about us. Um, but there is something original about Scott McCloud and how racist and misogynistic he is. He brought him to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye West is nothing to him. So that's why there was no episode last week um, to break up yeah. the streakies. Um, because of we Scott's had a intervention with Scott. Yeah. Not good, not good. Scott sucks. Paul, though, we should have got Paul from Scott and Paul. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Scott lets him out the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keeps him on house arrest. Yeah. Which is which isn't good. Which isn't good um, at all. Poor Scott. Imagine Poor if Scott. Um, if Scott genuinely got like fired from his job now because of what we just said. How would you feel bad? No, not really. We would I. If I have a job. No, not even not even a little bit. You know what? One I'm day we let him on the show to um, defend himself, but only after his chastity belts removed. In six years' time. Yeah. Six years' time, he can come on and defend these allegations. Um, ben, I'm angry. And me? No, nope, never at all you. Right. Never at you. I'm angry. I'm angry because I feel upset. Those of you people that follow me on the Twitter sphere um, at Nathan Greenaway will have noticed that recently I have been on a tirade against, against the sheer volume of <laughs> Ant-Man content. 
that there is. Um, I didn't. I didn't note that um, podcaster and person who does our intro, KJ, agreed with me at one point. Oh, yeah? So that yeah. made me feel good because he's big time. Oh, yes. he, he Bit of validation. Show. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I actually um, met him virtually not long ago for the first time, even though he does our podcast intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that episode's in the backlog on Rack Opinions. It was a good time. He's a nice guy, it turned out. Which is weird because I thought that he was um, really kind of big libertarian. Oh, really? Yeah. Turns out. A social justice warrior. Yeah, turns out he's just an arsehole. Oh, not fair. I'd rather you be an arsehole than like a massively, massively libertarian. I would also rather that. But yeah, I'm annoyed because I feel like the art of the movie trailer is has died. It is. Like, I've only watched, I think I only watched the first two trailers for Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man. And that kind of, I don't know how many there are. I, know, I see you tweeting, and I feel like there's 17. Um, <laughs> it seemed that way. <laughs> and I know there's even a book. I tweet, I messaged like, the book, is joked about in like I don't know some some of some Marvel content. It's been so much in the last like three years. So the joke, the book that has been joked about, maybe in like Miss Marvel of the Ant Man book, the biography is actually a real thing now. It's like I'm not gonna lie, I think that's kind of hilarious and I kind of love it. But why? Why is that? <laughs> yeah. Why is there does. so much content on Ant Man right now? Because People are gonna see it. People, they like Ant Man. They like Paul Rudd, the fucking vampire that always sells, right? Yeah. Why is there Why is there a thousand trailers in a new book? When I visit, it's not just like trailers. I could live with if there was one trailer six months before, another one four months before, and then a final one like two weeks before, showing yeah. tiny little extra little tweaks to it. That's fine. Mm. What annoys me is there's like there's like 17 trailers. It's already said 48 TV spots, a book. The toys get released a year before the movies come out these days. Yeah. Everyone is tweeting, like, is just releasing everything to the point where it's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Ant-Man and Kang interact. It's like, cool, I've now seen it, and the movie's not out. <laughs> I don't care. I've, I've pieced together the whole movie, yeah. the whole 148-minute runtime. I've seen 110 of it. <laughs> Ant-Man's the one I'm picking on because it's the big one. But there's so many movies out there where you watch the trailer. The trailer's like two minutes gone. And then the trailer ends. And you just sat there. You're like, cool, I've seen the movie. Because yeah, the, yeah. the trailer's like literally the movie condensed to two minutes rather than anything. They don't tease anything. The only thing they tease mm. is like, oh, there's going to be some cool cameos. It's like, great. Yeah. I can't wait to see cameos. <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately disappointing. Yeah. I want to is see it. it. 30 seconds of some famous dude of Carl Weathers walking into set or something and then never seeing him again. I feel like blockbusters are especially guilty of this because there, there's been a bunch of real, like, a lot of the Oscar nominated films, a lot of the, the ones I've seen, I've only seen like three or four that were nominated for Best Picture. And they did a really good job of showing nothing, like triangular sadness and the menu. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched the trailers for them, and I've seen those films, and they're like, they show remarkably little of what the actual film about. They even even make it feel like it's a different genre, which I like. I like, yeah. they, they make it appealing, but it's like, this is not really the film you expected it to be, and that's great. But Ant-Man especially, like, I remember trailer two. Maybe that's why I haven't seen any other trailer. Trailer two of Ant-Man and was Quantumania. Show, it felt like it was showing a lot of the final fight. A lot of like, yeah, it, a lot of, it, it felt like it was showing, oh, Atman's going to die in this and maybe he's going to slightly 
the tur the Kang. But it felt like really it was showing, oh, Ant Man's going to die. And but maybe maybe this is just a beautiful play. Maybe this is just hopefully this is just only showing the first hour of the film and not really showing the second hour. Maybe there's a really dramatic epic battle minute fifty of this film. I hope it's that way, but I don't think it's that way. I think you've probably seen quite a lot of like the final fight in that film in this trailer. So it's it's definitely a thing that I think it was worse a couple of years ago, but big blockbusters are still guilty of it. They they show too much of the film, they show too much of the stakes and they show you you know the whole plot before you're in the cinema. Pretty much. Yeah. We literally know that. We know that he's gonna shrink himself down to the quantum realm. He's gonna try to get out. Kang's gonna tell him that he can help him, but only if he does something is, for him. He's gonna get uh, Kang's gonna give him more time if he takes some like MacGuffin from the universe from to, to Kang and then they're gonna dis- disagree. They can't even be like, oh, we're, we're saving all the cameos for the actual thing. It's like, well, we've seen Bill Murray and we've seen Modoc. So yeah. whoever the fuck else you bring in is going to be a big disappointment. But, you know, maybe we see like loads of Modoc. Maybe, maybe there's 10 minutes of Modoc and he's great. But he looks fucking terrible. And I'm not going to lie, he looks terrible in the trailer. He like, looks really weird. You're like, why did you go with this weird, super zoomed in version of the actor's face? It looks like, do you remember that Power Rangers movie that Brian Cranston was in? And he played the big face on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, it looked kind of like that. Where it's just like mm. super stretched out, Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah. It looked, that movie was terrible. That he. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I quite, I quite like the movie, to be fair. It's no original Power Rangers. No, nothing could ever top that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's why I got angry this week. Because I was just like, bring back the days of, uh, of Terminator trailers <laughs> that gave you absolute yeah. jack shit. Like, just think about all we need to see was Ant-Man going to the quantum realm. We all knew yeah. Kang was going to be there. Show us Kang. Don't show us anything else. I want Bill Murray to be a surprise. I want Modoc to be a surprise. I, I yeah. just want to be surprised by a Marvel movie. Whereas every single time they ever release anything, they show you every single thing that you need beforehand. Even in Spider-Man, where they were keeping the Spider-Man a secret, all they did was show you a clearly, obviously altered scene where everyone went, well, that's where the Spider-Man are. <laughs> yeah, true. True. but to be, to be fair in this day and age because people can download traders and edit them and, and watch them frame by frame i think it's very hard to and there'll be like people like new rock stars and like that youtube channel who will actually be like speculation out of the fucking arsehole like this is what happens in this scene in this scene in this, like, blah, blah, blah. and i watch that stuff and i love that stuff i'm not throwing any shade or penis I, that's good entertainment but I feel like these movies especially like Marvel and DC and you know any Avatar whatever all the big franchise stuff is just speculated to death where it's like oh two of the 20 speculations are going to be right so it kind of spoils it a little bit I think we're in a day and age where this is such a big thing and like reactions and speculations are a huge entertainment kind of genre now so I think it's very hard to actually make like a perfect trailer because people are going to speculate over every little fucking millisecond of a frame, right? Let them let them do it, but um, just don't show any of the interesting shit. That's what I yeah. mean. So they, they, if they if Modok wasn't in that trailer, it would be really cool when Modok showed up. You'd be like, "Fuck, Modok's in this movie!" Instead, you're like going in, and you're like, "Oh, Modok's in this movie." Yeah, sure. For me, which is why I just started growling. <laughs> um, like, and don't show us Bill Murray. 
Bill Murray's yeah, going to be in the IMDb credits anyway, so we'll be like, fuck, Bill Murray's in this movie? To be fair, I mean, I've, I've watched nearly all the credits of things, but we only see, like, his face for, like, half a second, right? Have we actually seen much of Bill Murray in this film? Yeah, he's looking up and stuff. He hasn't said anything yet. All right. That's, that's okay, because I have no idea what role he plays, and I think that's a bit of a more important thing. Like, I don't... We don't know what role Modoc plays in the film. Is he an antagonist? Is he a protagonist? We don't know what kind of Kang we're gonna see. We, like, I, I, I hope that we are wrong because, in a way, you can't really judge it until you've seen the final film. Because really, it might be like a big misdirect, and I like that. If Marvel are doing that, that's great. Give me that more and more because. This is fun. It's a fun way to kind of play with the whole, the machine of trailers releasing, people speculate about it, the movie comes out and it's different. Like, for instance, like, I think they did a good job with Condor Forever. I didn't, I knew jack shit about what the movie's going to go on. Other than I knew who the Black Panther was going to be. Everyone fucking knows he's going to be cherry. <laughs> Other than the biggest mystery of the movie. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. But like, I didn't know. I didn't know how Namor was gonna be. I didn't know. Have you seen Wakanda Forever? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a very, very good film. I think it's really, really good. Um, not probably not as good as the first Black Panther, I'd say. But it's also like it has better moments, but it doesn't work cohesively as a film as good as the first Black Panther, I'd say. But it's, I still think it's really good. That's cool. um, not gonna see it. So it's fine. if you're ever bored, watch it. Why not? Um, no. So. You're impossible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it is a problem, but I hope we're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm super mad at this movie, and I'm not even going to go see it. Yeah, you like to get mad. Yeah, I, I do like to get mad. Um, should we talk about the menu? We should. Actually, good movie. Yeah. Instead of this manufactured bullshit. Mm-hmm. So the menu is great. It's got Nicholas Holt being kind of like you. It's not me. Kind of like you if you were really into food. That's, uh, no, no, no. I wouldn't do Nicholas Hull, you fucking prick. I'm, Sorry, I'm, Nicholas Hull, he's great. Yeah, Nicholas Hull's great, but like, I'm if I'm anything, I'm the fucking Anna Taylor-Joy of that movie. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, no, I am. you're not. All right, you're, you're the fucking, you're the grandma that dies. That's what it's just in the corner, super mad that she's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, oh, you'd be Nicholas Holt. If you, yeah, yeah, it would be you. All right, uh, 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 I agree to disagree. But all right, Nicholas Holt is fun. I love his character in the movie because he's, so, he's such like a fanboy, pretentious figure. And yeah, I love Ralph really Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes is, is, is amazing. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes is fucking amazing anything. How that dude hasn't won an Oscar yet is is beyond me but like it is a really really fun movie and it's always surprising like don't i'm not we shouldn't give any spoilers i think it's kind of like almost a crime to spoil this movie and i like that it goes in a lot of different directions it was very unpredictable the whole way through and it has a really cool message yeah. but yeah. yeah it was really really good so nicholas holt takes his date uh, to like his island restaurant run by ralph yeah Fine. like super uh, expensive I, restaurant it's like yeah. Is that twelve hundred dollars for for a seat there? Pretty much, uh, yeah. And Ralph finds like the head chef at the restaurant, and he takes him on the. He does basically what's called a degustation, which basically is like loads of small dishes in a row, um, yeah. and each one has like a meaning to the head chef, and it's quite like, yeah. I'm not even going to say what genre it is. Um, mm. I don't know, I can't remember if you've said already, but definitely watch it. It's well worth checking out. It's on Disney Plus, yes. um, so you're already paying for it. Um, and 
a little note. I like the way it portrays. Um, ah, I can't even say. I can't even say. Guys, can't even... your homework this week. Yeah. Watch the menu, and next week we'll yeah. do a full dish by dish breakdown. Right. Uh, well, what I can what I can say, I like the way it portrays Anna Taylor's Joy's profession. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Of it, but yeah, that was that. I love that about it. Yeah. yeah. The world's oldest profession, mm. influencer. <laughs> influencer, for yeah. sure. She's an influencer. <laughs> you see that she uh, tweeted Queen's Gambit 2 and then claimed she got hacked this week. Is she? <laughs> it's not happening. Which is either brilliant viral marketing it or is, yeah. someone, she got hacked. And I think it's a really good hack because <laughs> that person had like everything to gain, but they just yeah. have the smallest win, which is just I want Queen's, Queen's Gambit 2 <laughs> and then got out of there. <laughs> So I think that's genius. I, I hope she did get it. I hope she did, yeah. I hope she did. I hope it was by, by Scott McLeod. <laughs> Remember, racist and misogynistic. <laughs> and a hacker now. And a hacker. I never, oh I never watched Crazy Amber, actually. I watched the first couple of episodes, but I got a little bored. Okay. She's kind of like you if you were really into chess. Hey, <laughs> no. Taylor Joy, this is my, this is my multiverse. So is it just Nicholas Holt you don't like? No, I love Nicholas Holt. He's great. But I'm... I wouldn't be that. Uh, I don't think I'd be that pretentious. I, I hope super not. Super into upper market food, you would be. Because that's, that's your know. jam at that point. I mean, I'm, I, I'm very heavy into my jam, sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I, I, it's very like cheapy. You know what I mean? It's very like follow what people, what like the status thinks is cool. And I, and I, and I try not to be that person. But you, you know love I mean? Disney movies. I don't love Disney movies. I, I think I think they're fun. And I, I love comic book heroes. I love superheroes, and I love Spider Man and stuff. Like and and, and I think they should be celebrated when they do. Like I, I think Miss Marvel was great. Show Miss Marvel. I think it's a great show. And I, and I like the the things it does. And if so, and I don't think these things should be targeted or attacked just because they're popular. I think. I like the idea of everything should be seen in like an objective way, not what the not what people are saying around it. You're a communist. Um, I'm basically I am a communist. Unless <laughs> on paper, I think communism is a great idea. Really, I do. But in reality, it's not. <laughs> Go China. <laughs> no. <laughs> bring on, bring on China. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't get into that food. We watch um, Master Chef and stuff, and yeah. I like it until it gets to the point where they have to start doing really restauranty dishes and i think Ooh. it is art and it is yeah. cool but i just wouldn't pay like a hundred pounds for the smallest little prettiest dish in the world yeah that's like bullshit. made of like two spinach leaves and like some stuff because you just look at it and then you go to the supermarket you're like oh i can get these ingredients for like two quid why would i spend yeah a hundred pounds no, it is silly it is just status it's like oh you have nice table decoration yeah like it is is ridiculous. Like, it is kind of pathetic. Um, like, it is kind of pathetic. Like, it really is. It's like, really weird. Yeah, no, the only thing I'd pay a lot of money for is, like, Heston Blumenthal. Like, because he does, like, crazy shit with food. Like, shit you're never going to see in the world. Like, I, I'd love, to, I like to pay for, like, a good experience. I think experiences always worth money. But if they're actually, like, genuinely great experiences, like, for instance, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't pay, like, a, I wouldn't go to his restaurant, you know, as Ralph finds out, because it's like, oh, it's good. I definitely wouldn't go to his restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, just, I, I'd rather go to some 
random fucking street market and pay a dollar for like some something unique and maybe it's great you know it's uh, yeah experiences are worth money but only if they're actually going to deliver and i think a lot of like this high pretentious restaurant culture is just for the status for the for the bullshit and like people just some people just buy into it they think like money equals enjoyment when it really doesn't so if you're if you're into five star restaurant if you're listening to this in a five star restaurant um, push your food on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Send your food back. See what happens. Yeah. Ask for a hamburger. <laughs> see see what happens. See see what happens. Anyway, we got some um we got some important shit to do right now. Yeah. We got some of the biggest um accolades coming at you. Um, we do. We've got the streaky. This is streakiest part two. Sorry, yeah. we haven't mentioned that yet because the part one was a while ago. But the we yeah, yeah streaky spot. Oh, and also, I remembered last year we actually called in the full Monty. Oh no! <laughs> Did we forget. Which, to be fair, is a much better title than streaky. Much, much better title. Right. So, so on the podcast. <laughs> if you want it to be called the full Monty's henceforth or the streaky's henceforth, write into us which is a better title. Maybe we'll do like a Twitter poll, which is which is, yeah. which is is the better one. Yeah. So these are the four Monty's slash three keys part two. All right, Mr. Zagreenaway, what is your first category? Well, I think it's important that we kind of honour some of the best people um, and some of the worst people. Mm. Um, so I'd like to first, um, first bring up the Elon Musk uh, Prick of the Year Award. Oh, I've got... I've got uh, something called the controversy master, which probably is the same thing. <laughs> well, let's blur it. Too. Let's blur it out the two together. Yeah. So the let's do the Elon Musk controversy master prick of the year award for 2022, uh, um, yeah. sponsored Who by are you Budweiser. It's really <laughs> hard to look past Elon, mm. and I um so, but I want to nominate someone slightly different. So okay. Elon's already in there. Yeah, um, for the hilarity. For the fact that he's yeah. still breaking everything that he spent his money on. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to nominate. I'm going to nominate Will Smith. Oh, for yeah. yeah. I'm going to nominate Will Smith. It's kind of got forgotten in the ether a little bit, and it. Can you believe we're not far away from the next Oscars already? Really? Um, yeah. So it's, it's nearly been a year. So I'm going to nominate Will Smith for the slap. I think. Was there something? Do you think the slap was offensive? I was not offended by it. I found it utterly hilarious. Um, And then I found it a little bit sad. Yeah. And then I found it hilarious again very quickly. Mm. Um, There was a part of me that thought it was a work for ages. That kind of, I was like, well, they planned this. Um, Chris Rock needed a little boost because he's got a tour coming up. What better way to sell tickets than to get someone to just walk on stage at the Oscars and slap you for making Mm. a really outdated joke. (laughs) (laughs) um but now i don't think think it is i think it's stupid that will smith got banned from the academy uh when there are people sat in that room that are done yeah (laughs) we don't get banned for anything Um, but i still think it was a shitty thing to do they destroyed the sanctity of the Oscars. The Oscars that don't didn't include black directors ten years ago, and the Oscars that always choose male directors over female directors. They, they attacked because it was on the stage and whatnot. It was it, it they they and and, and violence ensued. They they were like, no, we can't have this. It has to be a prestige event. Yeah. Even though, like you said, fifty to sixty percent of the people there are probably have probably done horrendous things. 
yeah. every producer, every, every casting agent. single producer and casting agent. Um, I think it, it's also funny to me, and part of the positive spin on this award that I think is really funny, is that Will Smith still won the Oscar for Best Actor. Which is really funny. So I'm going to double it down and say that I think he should be prick of the year, but somehow that's also just a positive thing because I think yeah, it's, like, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on stage, slapped a dude, won the main award and then left. And he's like, that's how I'm bowing out. Never really Oscars yeah. again. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to nominate I mean, Will Smith. I mean, I I kind of still have a lot of love for Will Smith in a way because I think I, I think he's a good dude. I think he's in like a I think we talked about it when it happened, but their relationship seems pretty. I mean, this is very like speculation, coffee bullshit, right? Um, but their relationship seems kind of fucked up. Uh, like maybe they're not in the healthiest of marriages right now. But like I feel for Will Smith, like he seems like a good dude. He seems like a very nice guy that has achieved a lot. Maybe he's got quite an ego on him, but it's fucking hard not to be fucking awesome. But my, what do you, what do we call this award? Uh, the Controversy Master Prick of the Year Award. Controversy Master Prick of the Year. I there's there's a few. We've got J.K. Rowling, but obviously Elon Musk. But the one that takes the cake is the Flash himself, Mr. Ezra Miller, because he's oh, like how I feel like for five or six weeks straight on this podcast. We talked about Ezra Miller. There was some shit about him uh, stealing from a house, choking a woman, kidnapping a 17-year-old or something like There was everything. There was like every other day there was some weird shit coming about Ezra Miller. It's like, oh my God, this guy is like, this guy's gone off the fucking deep end. And which, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I think Ezra Miller is a great actor. He's in... He's in one of my favourite movies, the movie, the movie I've literally got to the movie. He's in Perks Being Wallflower. He's one of the main characters. My tattoo is from that movie. Oh, it's from the book as well, but the, the saying is actually said in the movie. So, and he's great in, like, I thought he's great as The Flash. I thought he's great, and we need to talk about Kevin. We, I thought he's fucking fantastic in, like, everything he's been in. And then it's just like, oh, this guy is just having a bad time. He's just... He's got. He's just. He's not in the world right now. Something. Everything's gone wrong, and it's like, oh, that sucks. That's that. That sucks for everybody. Obviously, the most the victims of his crimes, and now honestly, uh, to be like a little bit melancholy. What sucks, and you can maybe link to one thing that's talked about recently. He's done so much wrong. Honestly, he could be cancelled seven times for all the shit he's like done. And. and Recently, there was like James Gunn, uh, DC, kind of like, uh, what's going to happen in the next like several years? They came out like two days ago, three days ago. They are still willing. It seems like they're still willing to work with Ezra Miller. They're like, he's focused on his recovery. Because we like him in the role and he was part of a good film, we're going to go forward with him. It's like, and when you fire Henry Cavill, who's like the sweetest, hottest guy in the world, and you go forward with him with Ezra Miller. It's like fuck you, man. Honestly, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you so yeah. much. That is absolutely ridiculous. He literally kidnapped the seventeen-year-old. He stole like he was found around with a fucking gun. The guy is obviously like mental health is hard and it's a serious issue. And this is not a podcast to talk about it in depth with. But don't work with Ezra Miller again. I can I can understand why you might want to release the Flash. Don't work with him again because it's, it's just an injustice. Like it's just a horrible injustice, which is like, well, people like him in the role. 
maybe it will sell oh he's part of a good movie it'll, it'll, it'll lead the train on to sequels that are going to be successful no he's done so much wrong he should be cancelled he's one of the few people in the world which should be cancelled okay so he's my sorry to get so and dark into it but my controversial martial it win, win an award is absolutely Ezra Miller uh, yeah I think <laughs> I think Ezra Miller should win. I think he, um, above all else, he is clearly quite disturbed. Uh, yeah. Needs a bit of help. And, yeah. Yes, and I, and I hope he gets help, and I hope he gets a healthier mindset. But, like, yeah. 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 $20 height, we should probably say they, rather than he. Just oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, when you start strangling people and kidnapping people, you, um, no one gives a fuck. Yes. So, sorry, dude. Um, or Sorry, no. you, yeah, whoever you are, it's good. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, and I feel like there's like 900 pale, skinny white people that could play the Flash. Oh, there's 100 people. Yeah. You, you should play the Flash. When we get um, there's a dude from Stranger Things with a big hair. Oh, Finn, really Finn Wolf Wolf something. Yeah, he could yeah. be. He could be the Flash. He could be the Flash. He could be the Flash. Fuck it. Why not? Who the Flash? Yeah, yeah. whoever. Who gives a shit? Gives shit. Anyone is <laughs> the Flash. Anyone be the Flash. Don't get about the Flash. Not Batman. No, I, I think Martin Lawrence. Should play the Flash. I'd see Why that. not? I think I think Chris Rock could play the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely go see that movie. It would be really bad. I'd go see it. It would be very beautiful. There we go. Uh, what's our next category? Um, so we've got quite a few. Quite a few. Let's run this. Let's people for a couple. Otherwise, we're people for it. Couple. I'm gonna next. The next one I want to do is best naked men episode. This is us oh, being. Okay. This is me being a bit narcissistic because bad. we had a little last year and it was a fun one. And what what do you think is the best? I don't know, it's top of your head, because we didn't rehearse these categories. We kind of just made up on our own. Yep. This is how we do it. Um, what's the best episode you fondly remember from the last year? I liked it when we rode erotica. That was fun. Yeah, that, was that was fun. That was fun. I did, I think I did Dexter buying the saw house. I seem to remember yes. that. That might have been yes. the year before, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. We, did, uh, we definitely did some Oscar last year. We did, um, did Doctor Strange, Strange went to Burning Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. That was I, fun. I, I fondly remember that. Um, I'm pretty sure we did a summer movie preview. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we had a lot of good... We had a lot of, oh, we watched Face Off. Remember when we watched Face Off? We did watch Face Off, yeah, yeah. That was, that was good. great. That was one of the best ones, yeah. Yeah. I think... So, my my favorite personally, I liked the I liked when we reacted to the Obi Wan trailer because we were yeah, very negative and I was trying yeah. to be positive. Uh, but my favorite episode, I think the one I laughed most at, the one I had the most enjoyment uh, preparing for, was uh, the Naked Man episode of judging people on Twinder and on Twinder, on Twinder. I just had the worst uh, worst profiles ever. <laughs> they were bad they were, they were really, really bad. bad we should do that again yeah. this year we'll pick on a different dating website though yeah, do, do bumble do do what yeah, we do bumble lots of fish or whatever it is yeah, yeah tons of fish real big tons fish fish, real big fish. Uh, yeah fish man <laughs> yeah. so i think the naked men episode when we reacted to tinder profiles wins the full monty streaky uh, the best, episode, the best episode of a podcast series ever that we are in yeah. yeah, that we are in. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get let's get some big hitters out of the way. Um, we're obviously yeah. going to end uh, with movie of the year, um, mm. but let's get another couple done first. So I would like to do slightly lesser. I'm going to say um, acting performance of the year. So I'm going to go nice and vague for some movies uh, out there. So 
Uh, ben, does anyone spring to mind? I I really loved. There's a few. I really loved Robert Pattinson in uh, Batman. Like on it, like I didn't have high hopes at all for the Batman. It absolutely fucking blew me away because it was. I, I'm not like a huge, huge Batman fan. Obviously, I'm a fan of Batman. Who isn't at this point? And he's like one of. He might be the greatest superhero, but really, but it like, was exactly what I want from Batman. Like he exactly the most interesting to me point of view of Batman is someone who's very damaged, very lonely, very. They're doing things because they're. They, they have, like, this repulsive need to, right? And I think I really loved his rendition of Batman. I think Michelle Yeoh in everything ever all at once was yeah. absolutely fucking phenomenal. She filled in that role. I think, and I forget the actor's name. Have you seen The Bear? I've not seen The Bear. Watch The Bear. Bear, right, to kind of cut short one of my nominations, and you can chime in whatever. My favorite series of the year is probably The Bear. The Bear is literally about a guy who is raised in like the menu sort of world, right? The big, the big sort of New York uh, expensive restaurant sort of world. And he goes home to support his family's uh, sandwich shop in like Chicago, right? That's literally the whole show. Doesn't get any bigger than that, but it's my favorite show of the year because it's just done so well, right? The guy who plays it, and I forget his name, I'm sorry. He's fucking phenomenal in that role. Like, he was like, oh, you've arrived. And also, like, so, the, the guy who plays Elvis, he was great. In the Elvis film, he was really Austin good. Austin Butler. There you go. Handsome boy. Very sexy man. He is very, he was he great. Is very handsome. He is very handsome. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's I'm great gonna, in Elvis. I'm going to nominate... I'm gonna put my nomination for actor performance of the year. It's gonna be Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Stranger Things is great. Stranger Things is She's awesome. Really cool. yeah. Also enjoyed Anola Holmes too last year. That was good. Not my favorite oh, movie, yeah. but she was good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, but I think she, I think she deserves some recognition. I think she you can also nominate um, Josh Brolin for The Outer Range on Amazon Prime. Watch that if you've not seen it. That's really good. Mm. Um, that was good. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes in the menu was very good, but I think he yeah. just misses out. I think he just misses out. Um, I think the main lady in Prey. Oh yeah, she was, she was very good. I think I'm going to settle on Millie Bobby Brown. Mm. Yeah, and we can I, fight I like it, it out. Who wins? I've not seen the bear, yeah. so that guy loses by default. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, what is, uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh, she's going to win the Oscar probably, so she doesn't need She doesn't need this. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she's great. Well done. She, she's fucking great. She's probably the best thing about strength things, honestly. I don't know. It was Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard was great. But Eleven is like, kind of like, why are you there? I think. Uh, the show would literally not happen without her. It would just be kids having a nice time in a town. We should be sure. fucking boring. That's just the Goonies. <laughs> playing playing Dungeons and Dragons. So. That'd be pretty good, actually. It's just like six hours of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but it's one episode. <laughs> they don't cut it at I, all. I'd watch that. <laughs> it's like if 24, instead of doing it episode by episode, it was just 24 hours of Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That was good. There was one episode of a show with uh, Jeff Bridges in playing like an old assassin. It was on Paramount oh. Plus. Was oh, really is he called good. like Old Man or something? Something like that. And I watched like two. No, I watched two episodes of it, and it's really good. I haven't picked yeah, it up. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, 
I should really pick that up again. Anyway, so that's acting performance of the year. Uh, ben, before we get to movie of the year to end, uh, what, what's your what's your last category? I've got I've got a couple couple. All right, All right I'm gonna give, uh, give me give me two. Okay, have two. Um, so I want what's your favourite podcast of the year? What's the podcast that you were like? This is great. Uh, like what what game? Because oh, I always want to give a shout out to some of them. There's a Naked Men podcast. I've read opinions. That's really good. Mm. Uh, that's a good show. Of course. I've been listening to outside of that. The last podcast on the left is really good if you're into your true crime. That was an interesting mm. one. Night Drive. Um, that was a really I good podcast if you're, into, uh, if you're into fake Floridian towns. Um, <laughs> what else have I listened to this year that's good? Um, Wizard and a Bruiser. That's a good podcast. If you really? Really What's that about? about? Wizard, Wizard and the Bruiser. It's just kind of like, um, just, again, just conversations about random shit. It's just pretty, mm. pretty interesting. That's good. Um, I really haven't listened to a lot of other podcasts in the lot in 2022. I know it's the year of the podcast, but none of them are spring into mind deserving a nomination. It's the Peter Crouch show, but I don't think that deserves a nomination. Um, not, not here. I'm going to settle. I think last podcast on the left. All right. Last one on the left. Check it out. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, I've never listened to it and I have no idea what it's about. And it's, it's got a good name. That's got a good name. Also yeah. 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 If you're into well, it. Not as good as NKD men. Yeah. No, 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 nowhere near as good as that. But last podcast on the left, they've been going for a really long time. They were kind of like podcast famous before podcasts were famous. So nice. they've been for like their 10th or 11th year. Mm. So they've been going, they tour occasionally. So hopefully they'll come to hey. the UK at some point. Maybe I, hope, I, hope them. One time, I hope one time we can tour. That would be a lot of fun. If you and I tour on Naked Men podcast. That, that would be good. That would be good. So well done to the last podcast on the left. You've won a lot of awards probably. Well, here's another one we'll, for you boys. We'll uh, send, send us your address and we'll send you a bill by mail. <laughs> okay. Is it time for movie of the year? But I want to say my my two podcast recommendations oh, right. of the year is uh, they're both quite famous podcasts because I'm not much of an indie bit. Uh, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Really, really good podcast. Also, he's got a really good book because, called Think Like a Monk. Jay Shetty's a guy who lived as a monk for about four years and then kind of tried to bring his like Eastern knowledge, Eastern learning to the Western world, just the capitalist world. And he has a really, really good podcast. Like he has... Like really very famous people on it, and but they talk very vulnerably. They talk as like real people, and it is it's very much removed of like celebrity bullshit. Like it's had so many fucking famous people. He's had he's had Will Smith and Kevin Hart. He's had really really good episode with Trevor Noah recently. That is one of my favorite podcasts that I've listened to. If you listen to any podcast, I think type in Jay Shetty, Trevor Noah. One of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, so it's it's. It's about mental health, essentially. It's about what we want as humans. It's about it's about a lot. It's, it's quite a deep podcast, but I think it's very worthwhile listening. And also, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, who's, um, he, he played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Uh, he, very, very good podcast. Same same kind of thing, really. It's about, uh, he has like maybe lesser known celebrities and stuff like that, but it's very much about like vulnerability, mental health, artists sort of thing. It's very, they're both very honest podcasts and I think there are lessons to be learned in both of them. So those are the things that I've, I've been listening to a lot this year. I think they're, they're great. So On Purpose with Jay Shetty and Inside of You, which I know is a funny name. I think On Purpose should win. I think we're going to take the last podcast um, 
award away. Hey, we've got three three great podcast recommendations. Yeah, but we've only got one trophy. Mm. So we're not buying three. It's the day no Chessy. We're sending it to you. Yeah, it's on its way. It's on its way. Listen out, postman. And he's and by the way, uh, random thing. His book think like a month month. I bought it for five people as gifts. Now. <laughs> oh. It's a very, very good book. Like I, I, I recommend it to a lot. Like I, I've been getting into a lot of like the self-help sort of like um, I don't know self-improvement sort of like uh, books. And his his one's probably the best one I've, I've read so far. Oh, interesting. Think like a monk. Read it. Think like a monk. Mm. Um, all right, it's time for the main event. Main event. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. This is going to be a big. This is going to be a big one, or it's going to be really easy. Can we also do series of the year? We could do series of the year. All right. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, let's do series of the year first. I okay. think movie is, a, is that's the falling off point. Yeah. That's that's the peak of the episode. It's the peak. Uh, series of the year. I'm going to nominate. Mm, I'm going to nominate the Outer Range. Mm. With Josh Brolin. Really? He's a rancher. Oh, you should check it out. He's a he's a rancher. Um, who finds a big black hole on his land, just in the ground. So it's kind yeah. of like um, what, a nor- what a normal everyday rancher kind of does in that situation. Because it's not a world where, like, this is normal. It's not a weird world. It's, yeah. it's like a present-day world. He owns a giant ranch. He finds a big, weird black hole. How big is this hole? Like, quite big in the middle of one of his fields. And yeah. like, um, I won't give anything away, but, like, he drops stuff in it, see what happens, and it doesn't come back. And it's just this weird kind of anomaly. And it's kind of like, what does he do now? Kind of like yeah. a real human reaction to finding something super strange like that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's obviously some, like, real-life stuff going on around that. Um, but, yeah, it's a good series. Josh Brown is great. Um, good show. Check it out. It's on Prime. Yeah, I'm going to watch that as soon as we stop this podcast. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my, hey, I've got, I've, got, I've got two for a two shed. I think uh, also I'm going to give a shout out to Andor. I really loved Andor. This obviously Star Wars thing because you know, like Star Wars has felt like it was kind of meandering for like a little bit. I think really since it's been brought out, brought back, it's not like yeah, we had Rogue One, which everyone loved, and I love Force Awakens to this day. I quite like the Last Jedi still, but like there's there's been like nothing like oh, this is fucking just. Amazing until Andor. Andor's the best thing we've got since Star Wars has been back back, right? Because it just it's just a really good show about guerrilla warfare, rebellion, oppression. Like it just is very, very dark and real. It's quite slow. It's quite slow for the first like three or four episodes and it builds things up. Forget it's Star Wars. Just watch a show if you want a show about uprising. Okay, and it's and it's just it's done like pitch perfectly. Like it is exactly what I want from Star Wars. And Jedi's in the Force never even fucking mentioned, which is great because like it's a big universe. It's expanding the universe in a lot of ways. It's it's showing that this different kind of stories can be told in this universe, which I, as listeners know, I jizz over. Okay, a shout out to Andor. I'd recommend it to literally everybody. Just give it a go. Here we go. Um, if you just want a cool sci-fi, it feels more like Blade Runner than it does Star Wars. And that's a good thing. Um, also, Euphoria Season 2, really, really good stuff. Um, really dark. It's a, a teen show about like high school kids, but it's just really, really well written. And it's really well acted. And it is devastating. And it's heartbreaking. And it just... There was an, an, in, a, in the finale, like, honestly, I stopped breathing for about five minutes and i was just like <laughs> and it's a show about 
primarily about t- high school kids. But you give a shit about the characters so much because they're so well written. It's about really dark subjects and it's told honestly. And that's the most important thing, I think. Like, it's a, a show about drug addiction and, and rape and sex addiction and, like, all these things and, and desires. And it's a show about a lot. And they have really, really horrible people in, as characters. But you get their point of view. And that's fucking awesome. And you understand their point of view. And that's amazing. And this is a really, really excellent show. And everyone should check it out. It's pr- I want to say it's the one of the best like things ever based on like high school kids. It's probably the greatest media there's like of like a young adult story. It's one of the best young adult stories I've ever seen. Uh but my maybe what takes the cake. I don't know. Maybe Euphoria is better, but I really, really love the bear, as I mentioned before. It's a really simple premise. It's just done to absolute perfection. I guess the writing's really good. The cinematography is really good it's a very very the bear like i said it's just about a restaurant but it's so it's so and anxiety inducing like it's so just visceral and the characters are real and they're well written and you're like you give a shit about where they're going and like it's just it's just fantastic so i don't even know what to give it to the bear or euphoria i i think were my two favorite shows of the year that's fine i think uh i think we'll let the listeners decide listen yeah Outer Range, yeah. Euphoria, or the Bear. Yeah. Uh, you What's guys can decide which one's which one's gonna win. Which one's mm. gonna win the full Monty streaky. Yeah. Because it's hard to it's hard to decide. There must be someone out there that's in all three that can make a decision for mm. us. Uh, but on to movie of the year, and I think we're gonna have to narrow this down to one nomination each. We are. We are. I don't yeah. think we can go in there with. with uh, to be honest, I've only got I've only got one nomination. I've only got one nomination. Is it everything everywhere all at once? No. <laughs> I'm not gonna nominate everything everywhere. I am gonna nominate some old school movie making, movie making magic. Um, I'm gonna nominate Prey. Oh, I like that. I do like that because I love Prey. Entirely practical effects. I very nearly nominated Top Gun mm. uh, for similar reasons. Uh, I feel like everybody's talking about Top Gun, um, so I thought I'll let the let the Oscars decide that. Um, but I'm going to nominate m- my generally favourite movie of 2022, which is Prey. All practical yeah. effects. They actually built the Predator. It wasn't some um, CGI, uh, entirely CGI MacGuffin monster weird thing. Uh, mm. It was just a guy in prosthetics, the same guy that did a. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Zombie Strange hey. uh, for from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Disappointment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but but yeah, I think I'm going to nominate Prey. Great story. Prey, Prey, was fantastic. Like it's one of the films I watched on my own, and then I watched it with one of my roommates like two days later. And it's like, because I was like, I I want you to see this because I I love sharing great things like sharing, sharing like really good music or media or movies or whatever. And it's like you are like. My roommate Jeff, like he's not he's not really like that much of a movie guy, but I was just like, you are gonna fucking sit down and watch it <laughs> because like this is phenomenal shit. Like it, and it is it like it's the best I think uh, Predator movie could ever really be because it's just does great stuff with like building the character up. And there is like quite a lot of social implications, and also having Native Americans as heroes that's rarely seen. And that's just cool. Like you're shining a light on a different culture. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. And it, yeah, the, the, uh, it was just like the action scene because you always felt that she was in danger. She wasn't like a super. She's just a girl who's like good at 
Prolax, right? Really, she's just a girl who's like has some hunting ability, and she she's uses her brain to succeed, right? And that's those the best stories, and like, I think it's plays one of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. So I loved it. But I do think my nomination is better, which is everything, everywhere, all at once. What a fucking movie! Like it goes to every kind of place you want. It is the greatest multiverse movie there will ever be. It is Michelle Yeoh. It's basically a story about a woman who is deeply, deeply struggling with all the responsibilities she has with her father, with her husband, with her daughter, and she stumbles on like the multiverse. And that stuff, uh, existential crisis, just gets punched up to a hundred and. In every way, and it's just without spoiling it, it just it just goes in so many directions. It's so much fun. It also has so much meaning to it. It has like really really impactful scenes, and I like I've watched it twice, and I can't wait to see it again. It is is it, it, it's just it, it's perfect. Like it is perfect. It's a stupid concept, but it is very very close to perfect. Like it couldn't be done any better. This film. Also, the filmmakers are great. I can't remember they're called the, the Daniels, I'm pretty sure. They did, um, what's that movie with Daniel Radcliffe who's fine? Swiss Army Man. Oh, you remember yeah. Swiss? Yeah, yeah. So I love, fucking love Swiss Army Man. These, these guys now, they're, they're my most, they're, they're my most watched filmmakers because they've just done the two for two. Like, they're two for two of just fucking great movies. Everything everyone wants is like it deserves everything that comes to it. It's kind of two it's about the action, old school filmmaking, and just multiverse people, fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just multiverse, multiverse fucking. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna concede. I'm, I'm gonna give it to everywhere. Um, everything oh, really? everywhere once for for yeah. one for one, one reason to make a movie. Mm. Yes. And put another lady's hot dog hands in her mouth. That is very good. Probably didn't so have that's... hot dog hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to inspire so many Halloween costumes. And it, it, yeah, it was a, that was it was pretty good. It actually showed us <laughs> cool universes, it is. cool branch of points. It, it was it was much much better than Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Well, I didn't even think we should mention Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the everyone's done it better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had the balls to actually make a multiverse movie instead of just putting an Instagram filter over New York. On New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had we've had a really good year. I think we've had a great year. We well, obviously all the shows that were great and all the movies, but we had a great year of podcasting. We did went to so many weird places. Like, we did so many did, fun podcasts and weird podcasts. Did we have a multiverse of madness year? We had the multiverse of orgasms this year. We also had some guests. We had a couple of guests this year, which was fun. Yeah, they weren't bad. I don't think any of them will be back. <laughs> no, they might be. They might be. Apart from Scott, Scott won't be back. No, uh, uh, he's been cancelled. He's now in a he's now in a prison nine feet under the ground. Yep. yep. Then murdered him. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was racist. I hate racism. Yeah. Yeah. So you did the right thing. But well done to all the winners. Um, commiserations to all the losers from the first half of the streakies. Um, <laughs> we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, this year we will be doing some more writing uh, mm. we'll have some more guests we'll do lots of stuff so another good year of the naked men to to come um but if you got you got any ideas for stuff that you want to hear us talk about let us know at rogue underscore opinion you can find me at nathan green and where could people find you at ben underscore ebrt on twitter and 2100 on instagram don't forget to watch the menu this week uh as well is there anything else people need to do uh, they need to watch The Bear, they need to watch Prey, they need to watch Everything Ever All At Once, they need to watch Candle and Euphoria, they need to 
uh, uh, vote on our polls, which is the best show.